Welcome to Feeling Female AF, the podcast where we'll discover and share new ways to navigate all the feelings that come with being female. episode one Ooh, we made it who the hell thought that this was gonna happen from an idea <laughs> six weeks ago <laughs> so i'm gonna introduce myself my name's kate and my name's vicky and we have known each other about 20 years now yes we so, have so we met each other when we were around 15 years old yeah. young carefree yeah happy <laughs> yeah all of them things we'll be single then um oh. no when you i was uh, i just started dating uh, yeah, you were friends. dating somebody that I went to school with. That's then right. Then that's how we met. That is right, yeah. So that was awkward because you were a little bit older than me and the year above, different school. Those six months really mattered at that yeah, time, apparently. It did, it really did. And girls being girls, we obviously didn't get friends for 10 years. No, no, no. Like <laughs> six to 12 months, maybe, I think. Yeah, yeah, round about. I think it was a really natural friendship. It just sort of blended together because I don't think either one of us could say, oh, that's when we became friends. No. Um, I remember a moment where we, the girls from the other school, came to your house. I was grounded. Yes. Yeah. And we came to get you out. Yeah. I think... Bigger girls were allowed to take you out they for were. some reason. They were. I think you intimidated my mum. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't going to let me out. I was the princess in the tower. <laughs> and then that was it. Uh, 20 years later, we've never left each other's sides. Uh, literally, to the point where we have to often point out to people we are not a couple. Yes. Yeah. And we go to places and say we. And yeah, that makes yeah. it. Us and we and our... And it's just really natural to us, isn't it? And yeah. I think it, it's beautiful because we've got such a deep, connected friendship. Yeah. Um, and again, nothing against same-sex relationships. It's just, it kind of puts a dampener on Vicky's um, attempt to find in love. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> when you look like a really solid couple, men just sort of don't really, really look at yeah, you. Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> that is the reason. That's you just get written reason. off. That is the only reason. But yeah. Oh, crazy times. Well, obviously, I'm going to explain a bit more about myself. So I am married. I've been married since 2014. Um, currently going through a fertility treatment, which I have been doing for the last three years. Yeah. And this is all with the NHS. Um, there's a potential for it to go private, but at the minute we're on our last round of IVF, which is actually ICSI. Um, so trying for the family, um, only really started trying... Um, after, probably about a year after the marriage um, working in full time employment in the insurance industry but currently exploring other avenues yeah um, so obviously I'm Vicky I am 36 I am the big divorced I'm single currently oh, you're not that big divorced yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm single living with my dog I am a regional director in a recruitment agency. Um, I think that's kind of all the labels I can kind of think to stick on myself at the minute. What else am I? What am I? I am a, a yogi. You are indeed. I like to try and do a bit of yoga and look after myself. Yeah. Maybe we should discuss that. I mean, the labels that we put on each other and on ourselves is really important. Um, and it's part of what we're yeah. discussing in this journey is what we've sort of created 
as our own labels and what we think other people have labeled us as and what we're trying to get away from yeah definitely i'm really like you say it is weird that you have labels on yourself and each other isn't it mm, like yeah uh, the the job is such a big one and it's sort of it's not everything about who you are but no. it's often one of the first things that people ask you it's either yeah. it's either your your partnership or yeah. your job oh totally and, though, and being being single that can make you feel a bit oh when somebody asks it so yeah. like you, there's nothing to follow up that story is there and, no. or usually the next question is why yeah and uh, so then yeah. you go oh god why <laughs> yeah i've actually been in a situation where i've asked somebody if uh, they were married and when they said no i'm currently single i didn't know what to say to them and yeah i'd had a few drinks at the time and because i didn't want to offend them i just said nothing um, and then it, that's what you want yeah, <laughs> well then I've got nothing else for you see you later <laughs> it's terrible isn't it but I didn't want to go oh why it was a Christmas night out so yeah. you're sort of conscious that that could be a sensitive subject but why should it be yeah like yeah. really why should it be um, there's no reason no, why really isn't, they should be there? judged but obviously I felt really Conscious that I didn't want to make that person uncomfortable for whatever reason, but obviously it was my own um, problems that I was dealing with at the yeah, time. I didn't yeah. know how to approach that. Yeah, you didn't like the idea of being single or you liked the idea of being a couple or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows, but... And again, because we're both quite open, I, if somebody asked me what my status was, I would say obviously either married or single, depending on the moment, and I'd go, you know, single because of... Yeah. Uh, married... With this person, knowing you are, I would Not probably throw in stop. something quite inappropriate yeah. and make the situation funny. Yeah, and works. then there it is. Why do not? Why are you not talking to me about your life to make me feel comfortable? Exactly. <laughs> I think because we, we are open books. Yeah, um, we do just talk about anything, everything with anyone. Yeah. So because that person kind of shut it down. Yeah. I just had to be really conscious to go. Okay, she doesn't want to talk about that, but then I had nothing else. Yeah, got nothing. <laughs> got nothing. So yeah, that's some of our identifying labels. But I get, I guess you'll uh, get to know us more throughout the podcast episodes. So. Why did you want to do this Feeling Female podcast? Oh. Obviously, we've both got similar yeah. reasons, different reasons, but why for you? Yeah, they're definitely aligned, our reasons, aren't they? So, where to start? So, over the past year, um, things have become increasingly difficult for myself. And I recognised um, a bout of anxiety that I had suffered from in the middle of the summer as being a major trigger for many or had become part of um part of who I was and had been triggered by many things that I'd experienced I'm still working through that I'm still finding out what that means to me and yeah how to move away from it because obviously I don't want to experience it for the rest of my life but also I know I can recognize it yeah and on that um I tried various therapies took some time away from work and discovered a lady in Liverpool that was running a womb yoga and women's circle session. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's wanky. (laughs) (laughs) But something in me wanted to try the womb yoga. Again, probably to to do with the uh, infertility that I've been experiencing. Yeah. And a lot of pressure that I've been putting myself under with that. I thought, hey, why not? And I'll try anything. The women's circle, I was just curious about. I yeah. didn't know whether I'd like it, whether I'd want to do it. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah. And then 
I think obviously that's where a lot of this discussion and what we're going to be talking about further down the line that's where it all sort of came to a head for me and made me yeah. sort of sit up and take note yeah um and luckily I said to you didn't I why yeah don't, why don't you yeah. come no, why don't you come by, by the way I'm going to this thing <laughs> I didn't tell you for like a good week or two I think yeah um and normally I'd be like hey I'm doing this do you want to come because it's yoga and you obviously yeah. you're the main yogi in the group so I would go to you instantly, but something in me made me go, no, this is going to be private. And then yeah. I, would, I couldn't hide it from you. Yeah. Obviously, I just had to say something. Yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm glad because I think, obviously, you were like, do you want to come to this yoga thing? And then you sent it, it was womb yoga. And instantly I was like, well, I don't, I, I'm on my own. How can I have a baby? And then just went, well, Kate wants you to go. I'll just go because I'll just do whatever you say anyway, apparently. But, um, <laughs> Good to know. But yeah, it's one of them things that you sort of go, I don't know what this is going to be like, but the place was ace. It was strange to see some of the stuff in there. Some of it, you kind of go, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit wanky. But yeah. but more just, I suppose, it's putting you out of your comfort zone, isn't it? Oh, but, um, but yeah, for me, the reasons for doing this were off the back of that. You know, we, we were educated somewhat. We were given some books to read, some ideas and... And learning things about females and the biology that just frustrated me that I was learning at the age of 36. And Mm. a lot of what I've been through over the last five years is kind of, you know, I got divorced at 31 and had been in a relationship for 15 years. So I'd never been an adult by myself. And a lot of it has been figuring out who the hell I am and why do you act in certain ways? Why do you do certain things? And had you known about your body and the biology and the way that that affects you a little bit more, I think maybe along that road, you might've been able to be a bit kinder to yourself. So, so for me, it was again, over the last five years, as you've learned stuff and shared stuff with people, every time you hear that somebody else has felt the same way or has been through something, it makes you feel better. And then when you tell somebody else how you feel about something and then you can see that they feel better through knowing that you felt that, you know, is this something that we could be sharing with other people? And I think, you know, like you say, I've had anxiety, I've had depression, I've had all sorts going on the last few years and I've learned a lot. Do I know everything? No. Have I got a way to go? Yes. Will we ever stop learning? I hope not. I don't think so. I don't um, think we can. But we just thought, could it be useful for anybody out there to talk about this stuff? Could sharing our discovery with people help? And also, like, we'd really like to get sort of a tribe of women involved in yep. in sharing their stories and learning and having some groups where you can comment and interact yeah. with us and hopefully all learn together and support each other because... No judgment. Yeah. Absolutely no judgment because there's so many women like us that haven't had that time or that even had that thought process to go, hey, what is going on with me every month, every week, every day, every hour, every second? Yeah. What is my makeup and what is it doing to me? Yeah. And taking the time to recognise it. Yeah. has made such a big difference to us, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Just just learning about it, understanding your body a little bit more. But then also, this isn't just a podcast about the things that happen every month to women. It's it's about 
how you're received in the world, experiences you have with men, your makeup. It, mm-hmm. it, we kind of want it to go on to everything about being a woman. What is that to me? What is it to you? It's different to everybody. And I think, you know, sometimes I've certainly thought with the thought with the idea of being a woman and female and yeah. everything you associate with it. I've almost tried to fight it. When we go back to when we first met, we were hanging around with a group of really loud sort of uh i don't want to say aggressive but sort of ape-like lads <laughs> and they're gonna love me for saying oh, that God, know, yeah. uh, luckily we uh, still speak to them yeah, we, oh, we love them to pieces but we had to get with them or we just wouldn't have the same sort of social life as yeah. what we did um and we needed to match them on every level. So with the bravado, with the drinking. The banter. Yeah. Um, yeah. We couldn't be seen to be weak. And we associated being female as being weak at that yes. time, didn't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, the, the girls that wore the trackies, you wore the trainers, you'd climb trees with them, go yeah. on bikes with them, you know, when you were sort of like high school age. And then it was, like you say, the drinking, the banter, the the not crying yeah, not no. doing any of that stuff not Brave wanting face. to be the crazy girl no we would we were getting involved in all the challenges all the dares all the like you say all the general sort of camaraderie that comes from a group of lads we were involved with that and don't get me wrong there was the times where they'd still have their moments where they would you know play football um we'd be at the sidelines cheering yeah. them on and still be a part of that yeah um and then joining for the like the post-match p- uh, pint in the pub like yeah we would do all of that and we didn't let ourselves act feminine at all i think the most feminine we were was putting on makeup and earrings and doing our hair yeah everything else and um, we didn't even present that as a really feminine thing it was just something that was sort of programmed into you that this is what you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I would say we were, unlike now, when you see that girls, the younger girls do all of the contour, mm-hmm. they really pay attention to the femaleness of their makeup and stuff. That's true. We didn't. You no. you had like a set um, bit of foundation, maybe. Mascara, eyeshadow, done. There wasn't quite so much attention oh, paid. No. Okay, yeah, it developed over time, but you wouldn't go and try all sorts of different makeup and practice and do your hair and all of that. It was a pretty standard this, this, out. If anything, I mean, personally, I always wanted to be the fastest girl at getting ready, probably still do, but you (laughs) want to be like, I'm more like a boy because I don't do, I don't take ages. I'm not like the girls. I'm not like the girls. You still do that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of it is to do with my personality and just trying to be efficient at everything anyway. I was going to say, always efficient. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm much more lazy and I can get distracted very easily, not by my reflection, but by something else that's going on because I'll be fed up with putting on the makeup or doing the hair. So it does take me that little bit longer, but it's not for the preening that I'm doing. It's nothing to do with how I'm trying to contour or look on fleek or whatever. Yeah, It's nothing to do with that. It's just my personality comes through as I start to wind down and I think it's mostly on holidays obviously that we notice that kind of thing but you're right in saying we are still not being 
true females. Not that you have to be good at putting on makeup or take the time to put on makeup because you don't necessarily have to wear it. But we weren't allowing ourselves to feel good about it. Yeah. And I suppose there's that bit of me where, like when you just said being true females, it's like, well, is that being a true female or is that just being a type of female? But I suppose that's the point in, in all of this is like from doing that women's circle yoga we've started opening up a hell of a lot more Mm -hmm. like we were close and we knew everything already oh yeah but then suddenly we're going i felt vulnerable when i feel scared when and it was getting sort of a bit more on a deeper level so i suppose now it's it's exploring like what is that feeling female thing and i suppose it will be different to everybody but it's 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 trying not to deny the female definitely definitely more than anything if you don't mind me saying you have developed from being one of the lads to being one of the men. Yeah. And you've had to do that, or you feel like you've had to do that. Yeah. Because of the role that you took on when you yeah. joined your company. Yeah. Um, you had to progress, and you set yourself a goal, which is what you do, um, and you have a target to reach, and you do that. But you do that wearing a pair of pants rather than a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean that literally. <laughs> Metaphorically and literally. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's very true. That was uh, one of my top tips for how to feel confident when you don't feel confident. Wear a pantsuit. That's funny, isn't it? Do you think yeah. you'd still give that as a tip to someone? Because I know you gave that as a tip to, before to um, a girl at work, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Somebody that was struggling with um, with a bit of nervousness around client meetings or something, but... I think it's it's whatever makes you feel right, isn't it? Like, now, I think, who was that person who needed to do that? Because I I don't feel like I need to do that now. But I suppose you're just a bit more settled in your position, the role, your own skin. I'm not sure what it is exactly. But, mm. um, yeah, I definitely don't feel like I would need to do that now. But if ever you're having an off day, might you go back to that? Maybe I would do, I don't know. Do you still have pantsuits? They're there, but they haven't been touched for a while. Um, but then it's not been winter That's so true. winter that I might end up going back to that but I still love wearing it's weird because I wear trousers all of the time yeah. nearly outside of work but work I tend to go more for the skirts now but it was like if I go in the skirts will you be seen as feminine and sexy and then it's almost like you're inviting the wrong type of attention yeah, and you and... worry about that a lot you yeah. don't want to invite the wrong type of attention no and you, you still struggle with that now. So do you think you struggled with that from, what, an early age that you would be perceived to be inviting somebody's attention in because of how you dressed or because of how you spoke to them? And Is it oh, something really that's developed? Not, I'm really not sure. Obviously, you've spent a long time in a relationship, so you might not have had those worries. And yeah. when you came out of the relationship is when we started talking about it. Yeah. And obviously, you were dating, but there would still be males that you knew of that potentially could have been interested in you and you would panic about that yeah yeah definitely if um if you're speaking to somebody and then it's almost like what if they think this and what if they think that but but yeah in reality it doesn't really matter what if they think no it it doesn't matter what they think it's what i think that matters and if they do think that they can ask the question i can say i'm now (laughs) yeah i don't know why i overthink it so much but yeah i still do but but yeah who knows yeah who knows so I don't think I ever really took a real masculine stance in work, but I was still one of the lads. So I didn't do it through how I dressed because yeah. I always took the skirts, hate pants for some reason. Yeah. Um, 
do tend to go to them a bit more now, but my thing was always still being one of the lads and having the banter. So I remember when I first joined my company, there was a um, company night out arranged, and we were smaller back then, and it was split into the girls are going to this and the guys are going to this. Oh, no. Yeah. And See that, like, instantly awful. the fear. <laughs> yeah. That was the last thing I wanted because, as you know, although there's you and me... Uh, through obviously our friendship and in the group of lads there was a couple of other girls yeah and then there's the odd girlfriend that came in and out but majority of the time it was lads 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 yeah and that's how we were as well but nearly all the girls were lads well anyway. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah other than the girlfriends that flitted in and out and thought what the hell's going on here yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah we were all guys but when this um was announced in work i freaked out yeah. And I did one I didn't want to go see. I think it was Blue or Westlife. It might have been. Yeah, I think it was Westlife. With all of the women, I go for a meal with, I think it was about 15, 16 of us in, like, you know, a nice fancy box in this arena. And the guys were getting to go with the same sort of numbers to um, a comedy night. Oh, what? I know. And if you know me, Westlife ain't my bag. No. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm eclectic, but I'm not that eclectic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was really disappointed I couldn't go to this guy's night because that's where I felt most comfortable. And I would still feel like that now, if I'm honest. Yeah, so would I. But that's where it's like you you want to reject the, the women box. It is, it is. But we've been on girls' nights out since then and I've gone, no, I'm okay with this group. And we found our tribe. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, much better. But if it was a work thing still... I'd want to go with the lads because in my head lads have more fun they yeah. let go more and there's no bitchiness and it's all fine yeah um, and my friend in work um male friend actually approached the director and said like it's not fair like she's part of our team and we're all the guys and she wants to come with us and he, get, he arranged it so that I could go on the lads night and when the time came around, I had another uh, concert booked that night. So I was like, oh, I can't go anyway. So I ended up going to the Westlife one. And yeah. it wasn't that bad. Okay, I didn't enjoy it, but I like a free meal. Yeah. I like a free drink. I, you know, I watched the show, um, mingled with the girls. I did not develop any deep friendships from any of that. Yeah. But I always just wanted to be with the guys. Yeah. Always. Funny, yeah, isn't it? I, it's that thing. For, like, I've worked in an office... Um, where it was it was all girls and you know it was good and we did the job well and all of that but you I think adding the lads into the mix just creates those elements of fun yes it can create the elements of frustration too because you know etiquette <laughs> in the office can be different for lads and girls but obviously that's um that's me stereotyping um but but yeah I just think that the the male female relationship in a workplace can just be so much more fun and if it comes to management and stuff as well then you can be more usually more direct and it can get a bit more difficult female to female but even Mm. male to male as well um so yeah well all that kind of wraps into what we're going to be looking into in all these episodes isn't it yes and we're going to sort of work on a journey we'll go through various topics and we'll make it more clear as we go by episode by episode what we're discussing so you guys can dip in and out decide whether it's for you or whether it's not what we really want to do is create this community where we can all have a bit of free speech no judgment yeah and really connect into what feeling female means yeah absolutely and 
like we say, it's we don't have the answers. We're not doctors. We don't no. know all of the stuff. But it's it's all sort of opening ourselves up a little bit to to let these conversations be talked about, and then open up our social media channels so that you guys can feed back on that. And you can talk to us about it. You can comment. You can share your own stories, and then you might even prompt some future episodes as well. Oh, it's really exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, me too. But it's self exploration between the two of us Fantastic. and everybody else and all of you out there. So much love. Thank you for listening. Please remember to like, rate, and subscribe. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we are Feeling Female AF on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also join the conversation in our Facebook group by searching the Feeling Female AF Lounge. And finally, to stay up to date with all things Feeling Female, go to feelingfemaleaf.com and sign up to our mailing list. <laughs>